welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen. Guys, this is part two of my interview with Dr. A. Davis Smith. So you're going to get more answers this time. And again, remember, there's a Q&A episode coming up, so get your questions ready. And make sure you're answering them into my inbox on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or even Twitter. So let's take a moment out and we'll be right back. So um, another question for you. So, so some research shows that modern women are finding 80% of men unattractive on dating sites. And are only swiping right 5% of the time. What are your thoughts on these findings? Do they ring true to you? I have no idea. I don't use dating sites. <laughs> um, and I don't know any of my friends that do use dating sites either. That's the thing. I I don't know. I just... So 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 let me so so let's generalize then. So so these are the findings that that have been done by Match.com and lots of other sites. In, in, so in the dating world itself, mm-hmm. you know, the, the men that you're encountering or the, or the men that your friends are encountering, are they generally? Is it easy for them to find quote unquote attractive men, or is it difficult? Because like when, like once again online, women are are discounting large swaths of men. What's what's the experience out in the real world? Um. Okay. So I don't think there are a thing of unattractive men. I think what begins to happen is I have to go back and I have to blame, kind of blame social media for this one. The reason I'm blaming social media for this is because it's almost like I don't know if you and you and I have talked about this because I've talked about this with other people, the whole narcissist thing and the whole gaslighting thing where mm-hmm. it's like someone doesn't like what you say and they're like, you're gaslighting me. And it's, it, it, it's just become this whole huge thing. And like you, but you and I did have the conversation about uh, women that are now kind of charging a fee for a date that they did not like. Right. And it's, I think it's gone so transactional. I don't even think they're getting, giving a person a chance to get to know them. Because my thought is, if I go out with a guy and I'm already set in my mind, well, if I don't like this, I'm charging him $100 because he took up my time. Right. You know, what was your requirement for this date, what was your, what made it not a good time? Does he have to fill out a survey saying that he had a good time? Like you've made this so transactional, like you were just going to the store and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to pick up a, a bottle of water. Now, if you don't like said bottle of water, you can return it for a refund or whatever, do whatever you have to do. But this is how transactional things have become. And I think some of it isn't that we're, we're, we're going and we're making these blanket assumptions. It's like, you know how you watch, 
you may watch the news or something and someone comes up and they show someone's mugshot or something. And it's like, oh yeah, he looks like he did it. And, and this is some of the things that I'm hearing. Like when I see people, you know, scroll through, uh, social media, it's like, Hmm, he looks like he has problems or he looks like it's not, Oh, he might be cute. He looks like he may have some fun. We're, we're always looking at the negative. We're looking for the negative. And I think that's what the issue is. But but even in, in the social media space, and so, you know, guys sliding into DMs, it's, so it's kind of, I, I would kind of chalk it up to kind of the same kind of scrutiny that a man gets on a, on a dating profile. And so are those decisions being primarily made on how cute he is? And so once again, it's kind of putting the standard of the desire for pretty, quote, pretty men, rather than other signs that the man may be worth their time. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. Is in other words, we are the generation of filters. Mm. We're and 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 it's sad to say because um I don't know if you and I have had this conversation because I've had quite a few conversations mm-hmm. over the past <laughs> the past few weeks. Um but there's this trend going on on TikTok where people are running around acting like AI. And these people are making, when I say they're making so much money off of their lives, like they are making in one, in one live, um, streaming, they could make a thousand dollars in a couple of hours because, and they're literally sitting there doing something like going, Hey, yum, yum. Love it. Thank you. You're so amazing. Wow. We're so, we, and it's, it, even the filters now, everything is, hey, let me see what I would look like as a Barbie. Let right. me see what I would look like if I were a Muppet. We're not really going to see what people actually look like anymore. Right. I, I mean, I know that Barbie is a doll. I, I'm not looking for a Ken doll, but there are people out there that actually are. Right. So, so let, let me roll in one of my later questions that's related to this. And so, so how true is this to, to you? Okay. Broke and unproductive men can still access women in sex if they are physically attractive. Is that true or false? Oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, that is true. I have seen mm. women do that. Um, I've seen, I've seen women try to pick up homeless men because they thought that they were cute. I mean, wow. little prison, prison bay is, is Uh-oh. proof of that. Right. 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 Let's not forget him from a few years ago. Everybody was like, Oh my gosh, he's so gorgeous. And then when I realized I was like, no one realizes that this guy's picture is his mugshot. <laughs> like, are, are, are we really ignoring that this guy has like, I think he had felonies or something like not a right. felony, but felonies. Right, right. Like, really? And and yeah. women were right, and, and, and gentlemen, women were writing this man in prison. They were yeah. writing this man. And that is how he literally got the name Prison Bay. Prison Bay. 
Yeah, it's, it's this 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 desire for for quote unquote pretty men mm-hmm. that ignores lots of other characteristics, and so so a lot of this, this this swiping left is coming from the men aren't pretty enough, they aren't attractive enough, regardless of whether or not they've got other positive characteristics, they just aren't pretty enough. Right, right, and mm, no, mm. It, it's 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 kind of sad to think about, but yeah. Okay. So, so a related question. So a, a lot of women are defining success with men with getting male attention, dates, being hit on by men, sexual encounters versus getting proposals. How do you define success with men? How do I define success with men? Uh, let's put it this way. Attention is great. But again, it's clarity of intention. Um, because I need, for me, I'm a person that needs to know where, where do one, where do we stand? If you let me know that, Hey, you know what? I'm just dating around then guess what? We can't be more than friends. And for me, there is no success there. You can flirt with me all day, every day. That's not a, that's not successful for me. Um, now if I see some sort of progression, this is where I start seeing success. In other words, okay, hey, we've gone from the, you know what, you've kind of caught my eye to, okay, we've gone on a couple of dates. Okay, at some point we're making this exclusive, um, we may be in that phase for some time. Now we're going. We were. We may. We may be talking about going into the courting phase, or possibly moving in together, or you know what life looks like if we're not necessarily moving in together. But what does that look like for the relationship between two households? Mm-hmm. So those type of things, long term, is what determines for me whether it's successful or not right right because attention i mean you can walk down the street and get attention from people all day every day right right so you see you have the kind of these two extremes you have kind of the you know the school of thought that says if if he if he whistles if he if he hits on me or comments on my appearance then that is that i am successful in dating then you have kind of the other extreme that KS put forward that the only thing that matters are engagements. So you've got these kind of these two extremes. And so I, and I think really- those are, I think those are, see, I think that's the crazy part is because, yeah, there are, but there are people out there, both men and women that are not, may not be looking to get engaged or married. So mm-hmm. it, that's, mm, that those two extremes kind of, you know, I just disagree. I, 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 I disagree with the whole, you know, getting attention because again, everybody can get attention. If the intent is to get married, then yeah. When you get to that point, if you're looking at engagements, yeah, I'm, I'm more along that line rather than, Oh, well, you know, 
I've got a roster of guys in my rotation. That's just, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not the one that's looking to have a football team of guys. I don't, I don't have Mr. Hey, can we go out for ice cream? Hey, this one's taking me to a five-star uh, dinner. Oh, this one I can call in case I need a bill paid. That one I can call in case I need something fixed. Right. Oh, I need to, I need to run over here. So this one I call for transportation. And this goes right. back to my thing of how does she have you in her phone? Mm. Because if she has you in her phone as taxi service, yeah, you might get a couple of feels, you might get a couple of kisses and a couple of hugs, but um, you are no more than a glorified chauffeur because she knows that when she calls you, she doesn't have to pay for gas. She doesn't have to pay for toll or anything. You're driving and you're going. Right. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh-huh. Pretty much. So, so, so let's, let's get a little personal then. So, so for you, what would failure look like with men that would lead you to change some of your dating behavior? So, so if you're saying that kind of you're cutting, your, your success is um, long-term relationships. And so is failure to achieve or reach long-term relationship, would that prompt changes in your behavior? What, what would trigger? Oh, it has prompted tra- change in my behavior, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, okay. So, so that that was that was the trigger. So failure to get to that success as you defined it. Right. That has prompted okay. change in my behavior. It it has. For me, that that's been a thing. Because at that point, I I take stock and I say, well, what could I have done better? Okay. What what uh, you know? I, and and I think that for me is one of the things is. My thought is always okay yeah i can blame you for anything that you've done right but if i'm not saying well what was my role in this what was my part in this i played a part what was it so yeah for for your trusted listeners you can't can't share a, a a specific example of a change so okay i Sometimes I have a tendency to internalize things and I I have a tendency to overthink. So one thing I always tell, I, I, I will tell my gentleman friends is be careful with putting too much out there on a first date. The reason I say be careful with putting too much out there on a first date, because pretty much from the age of I would say, dare I say 16 and up, you ask her on a date, she's literally gone from first date to marriage in her head a couple of times by now. Mm-hmm. She's got her whole lineup in mind and some women never get out of this. And mm-hmm. it's almost like the instant, uh, the instant, pancakes where you know just add water so her thought is like marriage just add man right any man yeah any man and and that's what you guys are not understanding is she's like oh he could be the one and this is where we go with not paying attention to the flags red yellow green blue purple whatever you want to call them We're not paying attention to the flags because 
we've already gone honeymoon phase in our heads. And I had to get myself out of that, that where I was going through a honeymoon phase in my head on the first date. Wow. Okay. I had to get to the point where I wasn't overthinking. It's like, oh, I like this. I love the treatment. He could be the one. And now wow. it's like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. This is just the first date. You need to pull back. Yeah, he's gotcha. great. But again, are you paying attention? How was he treating the wait staff? Right. One, how was he treating you? Did you have right. to open doors? Did you have to, did he make sure that you got home okay? You know, did he at least send, if, if you guys left separately, did he at least send a text to say, hey, are you home? Are you okay? Right. Because for those that don't know, yeah, I live in New York City. Sometimes it's a matter of you must get on the train and, and go your own way. So if one person lives in one borough and I live in another borough, we may be going two separate directions because we met up in Manhattan. So, yeah, it's, it's just that simple. But in other words, not taking it there. You know, right. not not going, oh, my gosh, this guy has got to be the one. No, enjoy yourself. If it's a moment, yeah. enjoy the moment. Yeah. See yeah, where the it moment. goes. Is he inviting you out on a second date? Was, was he looking to see if this, because that's the other thing is, we fail to note that sometimes for some guys, it's a try me moment. Mm -hmm. He's looking to sample, see, is this what I like? Is this not so what I like? You know, and right. we need to learn to do the same thing. Right. Is this what I like? Is that not what I like? You know, so yeah. That's... Staying, staying, op right. staying open-minded, staying observant, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, really objective about what's really going on and not having that perspective colored by your feelings in the moment. Right. Like, like, I think one of the things that guys never notice is if they if they're drinking, I will never drink. I do my best never to drink on a first date. Glass of wine, anything. I always want to keep my faculties about me. Right. Why? Because I want to know how you handle your liquor. Right. Are you a person that gets one in you and then has to have another? Um are you someone that as soon as the alcohol kicks in, are you a completely different person? New serum started. Yep. Yep. Are you touchy feely once this because, you know, we've just mm -hmm. met. This is a first date. Do you become super touchy feely? Do you become Mr. Angry? You know, all of these things I want to pay attention to. Right. Are you as observant? You know, so yeah. Gotcha. Thanks. Thanks for being so so vulnerable and honest. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. Um, another question for you. Sure. Uh, a lot of women rebel against the table question. So the whole "What do you bring to the table?" A lot. Of, a lot of women uh, take offense to this, or as I've seen in, in social media. Um, if you were asked what you bring to the table by a man, how would you respond? 
how would I respond? Okay, so one, I always tell men this. I was raised to always be a multiplier. So it's always one of those things of, okay, you bring the ingredients, I bring the way to make that ingredients into a meal. You bring, if you're bringing the finances, I may find a way to make those finances grow, to help build, to make things happen. In other words, that is one thing I always stress to men is she is going to multiply whatever you bring her. So you bring her chaos, she is going to multiply that chaos tenfold and let it loose on the world. So if you bring me a good seed, I am going to make a good tree. But if you bring a horrible seed, the fruit of that tree is not going to be so great. So that's always my thing. In other words, yeah, you can buy a house, but the woman has to be the one to make it into a home. Right. So yeah, that that's my always my thing is I... I bring the building, I bring the growing, I bring the, let, let's see how we can make this better. Okay, you, you have this vision, I see that vision. How can we make this a success? That didn't work the first time? Maybe, let, let me see how maybe we can change this up. Let, let, let's change the game a little bit. I think that's great. I think that's great. And so in addition to the, the, the being a multiplier, what other characteristics should should a woman bring to the table in, in, in the modern dating world? In the modern dating world, she should know how to follow the tone that's set. Mm. Because um, one thing is, I, and, and, I, and I say this not to be funny, but a stable woman knows when masculine energy is in the room. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is a guy doesn't have to say, you know, I'm masculine, I'm alpha, I'm this, I'm that. It's something about him. It's something about his energy. He walks in a room and I don't even think other guys note this. So actually you guys do. You'll see it, but you're thinking it's her trying to, women's trying to necessarily get his attention. But it's one of those things of when masculine energy walks by, women straighten up. Mm, interesting. And, and that's the thing is, she brings, the, I, we bring the decorum. We, 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 we set, we follow the tone and we let everybody else know, hey, you've got to follow in line. This is what he's setting. You've gotta, you've gotta get get with it or get off the ship. Right. Like that's really what it is in the modern world. A lot of women, because it's always like, well, you know what? And and I hate that term. Well, I don't need a man. Oh, dear God, it's like, dare I say it? No, I don't want. I have no desire to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, I can, but I don't want to. It right, is tiring. Right. 
I don't want to pump my own gas. I can, I know how to, you know, I keep saying YouTube is out there. There are so many things out there. A woman can learn anything. Yeah, you don't necessarily need a man, but you, you want to have, you, you, you want to be wanted. And that's really what it is. Right. Is that that whole thing is, it, it, it's kind of hard to explain. It, it really is. It's kind of hard to explain because we set the, that's the only way I can say it was we set the decorum for everything. You know, mm-hmm. even showing the children how to behave. In other words, this is how I learned at the hand of both my mother and my father. Okay. So one of the, one of the things I'll share is my dad um, didn't do leftovers. Leftovers for us were for lunch. Okay. And my mother would always say, he provides the food because she would have friends that say, you got, you fix a new meal every day. I'm not fixing a new meal for my husband every day. And she says, he provides the food. If he feels that leftovers are for lunch, then I will make a new meal every day. And that's what she did. She made a new meal every single day because he provided the food. So yeah. Gotcha. And, and, and it's interesting that you say that because it, it, it perfectly aligns with what a lot with, with with men. Like when when femininity shows up, masculinity increases. Uh-huh. A, a man can't help but feel or become more masculine in the presence of feminine energy. Right. It's, so I, I like how you say kind of when masculine energy shows up, women take no women know it. Oh, we do. We do. You don't. You don't have to say. You don't have to say. You know what? I'm an alpha male. That is, that is not, we're not looking for that. You know, I will say when masculine energy is in the room, I've never felt more protected, more, more safe. I know if something should happen, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have to fend for myself. And I think that's the other thing is knowing how, when you ask, what do I bring to the table? I bring to the table knowing how to thrive because I think what a lot of times is women going back to that statement of, I don't need a man. They're in survival mode mm-hmm. and survival mode is not meant to be in for long periods of time. As you know, from psychology, right? it's right. not meant for you to constantly be in survival mode. Because you're trying to figure out your next move. You're trying to figure out where you're going to go. You're trying to figure out if you have to run, if you have to flee, if you have to. And this is why the tired always comes up. This is why you're like, oh, I'm so tired. But being able to thrive, you're freer. You're okay. Everything is good. You get to work on, you you get to focus on living (laughs) as opposed to surviving. Right, you're, 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 it's, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you can't get your basic needs met, the basic survival needs met, you're not doing the higher level stuff. Right, 
Yeah, it's it's the basic the basic hierarchy of needs. Right. So that that's really what it is. Is I think really women set that that decorum. They we set the is this going to be a fight or flight mode or mm. are we going to be free and see how this rides out? Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. And one, one, so one, one final question for you. And sure. I'm going to kind of ask you to, 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 to save the, save the world. <laughs> save the world. Save the world. At least the, our corner of the world. Okay. What, what, if you had a magic wand, and you can make any changes happen, what two or three things would you magically, magically conjure up to improve the relationship between black men and black women? Ooh. Okay. I would say one, this is for the ladies. If you're going to tell what is going on in your relationship, one, okay, one, I say, stop telling what, telling everyone what's going on in your relationship. That's number one. But if you feel the need that you are going to tell what's going on in your relationship, tell both the good and the bad. My mother would always tell me that she says, if you, when you get into a relationship, I don't want to hear just the bad stuff. She says, because what's going to happen is when he shows up, now I don't want to speak to him because I think of all the horrible things he's done to my daughter. Interesting. She said, so you have to, if you're going to tell me the bad, tell me the good as well. Tell me, tell me what you may have said that sparked that or what your response was to what he said or what he did. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we love to color people's views. You know, right. it's easy for me to either be the victim or the hero of my own story. Right, right. It's harder for me to say, you know what? Ooh, Dr. Smith, I screwed up. I, I, I really shouldn't have said that. And it, I, it came out of my mouth faster than I, than I thought it would. So, yeah. You have to give all the relevant details. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And do you have do you have a second fix? A second magical fix? A second magical fix. Recognize that everybody's different. Mm. Recognize that yeah, you know, everybody isn't your ex. Wow. Everybody isn't your ex. You know, yeah, your ex may have done you wrong. If if he naturally did you wrong. He may have done you wrong, but everybody isn't him right, or her. Right. Right. Um, you know, don't don't go into it thinking, you know, all women lie, all men cheat. There are some right. good ones out there. There really right. are. Right. And third thing, one of my favorites, look for the intangibles. Mm-hmm. Look for those intangibles. Look for the things that no one can take away. Because, again, money can come, power can come, but the same way it comes, it can go. Right. But if 
I, I, and I always often say this, a smile can make a person's whole entire day. Right. If you smile at a stranger, you don't know what kind of day they were having. And the fact that you just simply smiled at them is like, oh. And one thing I will tell you guys, sometimes, especially if a woman has not been in the greatest of relationships, that smile can be taken for flirting. So be very careful. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just even that tells you how much that can make a difference. Right. You didn't say anything to her. You just smiled. So she's like, he likes me. No, but a smile does make a difference. So focus on those intangibles. Hey, you know what? How about a hug? How about a handshake? How about a this? How about a that? It's that moment that no one can take away. So yeah, yeah. Well, that was great. Like, it, it's I, I believe that that your followers will find you know this really informative from a, from a kind of broader dating perspective. But also, um, we're blessed with getting a, getting a better insight into you as a person, as a woman. And and so I want to thank you for the opportunity to kind of ask these questions and to help um, get a better understanding of you and, and your important role that you play with your with your um, presence in, in, in social media. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for agreeing to do this. So. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So I hope that you guys have your questions ready. Yeah, I'm going to fill in those blanks for you. So again, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even TikTok and ask questions related to these past two episodes. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping.